Well, now Al Horford has COVID-19. We're going to be talking about that and some preseason impressions of the Celtics with Josue Pavone right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy days back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. Really appreciate that. Lockdown Celtics is free, available on all platforms, including YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Pick it up wherever books are sold online and buy a free, buy a, buy yourself a copy, not free. 30 bucks on JohnCorrales.com if you want a signed copy. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to Josue Pavone who on Twitter at Joe underscore Sway, uh, host of uh, pot, the Causeway Street podcast, uh, co-host with Cedric Maxwell on the CLNS Media Network. Uh, very good conversation there. Al Horford has tested positive for COVID-19. Don't know what's going on with that as far as, I mean, I know he's in isolation. Uh, it appears that he did not travel with the team. Uh, our next opportunity to talk with the Celtics is before the Wednesday night game. So, Celtics have been off. Last conversation we had with Emi Odoka was on Sunday. There have been no media availabilities since then. So we're kind of stuck here and unable to ask certain questions. So that's coming up on Wednesday. So we'll learn more about that. But right now, Al Horford out with uh, COVID. And you've got uh, Jalen Brown out with COVID for a while. A bunch of guys resting in this game Wednesday night. So let's get into it. Let's figure out what's going to happen on Wednesday night and get into our thoughts on the preseason with Joe Sway Pavone. All right, Joe Sway, how you feeling, man? First of all, welcome back to the show. Oh, of been? course. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's preseason vibes, right? We were just talking about it. So everyone's yeah. feeling great right now. Oh, man. This is the team's, the team's going to be a three seed. Everybody, yeah. like, literally, yeah. I just did a locked on uh, preview, which I think is going to drop on Wednesday as well. And it's all like the hopeful. So it's the guys from, you know, uh, Chicago and uh, Atlanta and oh, yeah. uh, a few, like a few, there's like six of us. And we're all like, yeah, I think, I think this team could be the fourth seed. Like six teams are all sitting there like, yeah, I think the fourth seed's legit. Yeah. And the, it's the not going to happen for everybody. Yeah. Was Bulls that? fans are stoked. Hawks fans, of course, you know, two, what, two wins away from the NBA finals last year. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. Right, but so the Celtics like, fans are level-headed, though, right? I mean, I haven't—I don't know about sure. you, but I haven't heard too many people saying that they're going to be a top two, top three seed. Not too many. I don't know. What, what, what about you? No, no, not no one's no one's gone that far. I think the the most I've heard is is four. So, but my where where I've landed so far is the best case scenario is probably a fourth seed with an asterisk that. If Milwaukee uh, rests guys because of the short turnaround and right. they they struggle a little early and they have an artificially kind of bad record, we know they're better than their record. 
or if like Philly comes out slow or Brooklyn gets caught up in the in in the weeds with this mess, there's a possibility that like some early struggles for one of the top three teams can artificially depress their yeah. uh, their record and trickle down. Yeah, trickle and, down. Right. And so a team like Boston or Miami or Chicago or whomever, we're gonna, yeah. you know, you're gonna look at maybe a best case scenario and things are gonna go crazy and people are gonna say, Oh wow, how did you get the second seed? That's incredible. I'll be like, Well, right. pump your brakes. This this is like when Boston was the first seed, you know, with Isaiah Tom, and you're like, we're not really, you know, Cleveland was arresting <laughs> a lot of guys. They weren't really yeah, pushing yeah. for that top seed. So I, I, I think there's a chance for something like that to happen. Yeah, but how are you feeling about this team after two games? Look, there's definitely a chance. I'm I'm on the same I'm same boat as you. You know, fourth seed, home court, which would mean a lot to this team, to the city, of course. But also, I think it's going to boil down to how how good this team is defensively. I mean, I know that's kind of cliche to say. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that this team is a surefire, you know, top five defense this this season in the NBA. But if they can be somewhere in the top ten range. That that's going to be that's going to be a huge advantage. You know, that's going to mean you know limiting teams to you know uh, to, to to below 100 points. You know, something that, that this team has sort of straight away from right the last couple of years being that defensive juggernaut team we, we haven't seen one of those teams in a while and i think so far this team has the makings to do that for sure you know guys like uh, al horford you know uh even someone like dennis schroeder who you know his his presence is felt also on the on the opposite end as someone that moves the ball around i mean these are two guys that this team really needed last year you know in the sense of just moving the ball around making sure the you know the, the offense pops as Brad Stevens like to say last year, right? You know, and, and that's something I've seen so far early on. And I know it's preseason. I know it's you know only a couple of games, but I mean the ball movement it's it's certainly encouraging to say the least, right? I mean when you think right. about last season. Yeah, I mean I think I think when it it starts on the defensive end for sure. Like there's no everybody's saying it because every, it's it's just true that this this team. If you look at the skills of all of the players, you've got Tatum and Brown, who are obviously, you know, who they are. But right. everyone else is, is a guy that either plays a certain offensive role but still needs to play a defensive role. you got some guys who hang their hats on defense. Smart, uh, Richardson. You know, Horford's always been a good defender. You know, Rob can be a great defender. Like, all of these guys, and plus your two stars are also – potentially like really good defenders as well. So yeah, it, it's it's going to have to start on that end. I think one of the reasons that the ball movement is so emphasized is because for them to score and in that pace of play, I should say, is, is also emphasized. For them to score, you've got to get the stops, you've got to run. And even yeah. after stops, you've got to run and push. Uh, I, I looked at the turnover where Marcus Smart tried to push it ahead on an out-of-bounds, they scored, Toronto scored, Smart got the ball and tried to push it ahead to, to Josh Richardson. And Josh was, like, thinking it was going to come right to him. And Marcus was, like, trying to push it. Mm-hmm. And the ball went out-of-bounds and the Celtics had a turnover. But to me, I am I loved that turnover, which is weird to say, because Marcus was like, no, I want you to get the ball yeah. and run. You're not going to sit in there waiting to catch Right. I'm throwing the ball ahead of you so you can get it and run, and we're running off of makes. You know, right. the, Tommy Heinsohn used to say this all the time. 
Yeah. Running off yeah. of makes is a great way to get easy baskets. Yeah, run, run, run. Soon as they score, yeah. Especially you know th- throughout those years where you know, they, they were always on the, the wrong end of a lopsided game. It's like that's how you get back into the game after they score. You know, run, run back up the floor. Yeah, yeah. And they missed that last year for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I love that Marcus's mindset is, is that that's where it is right now because he has to kind of transform a bit into this pure point guard which of course the jury's out of uh, how he's going to take on this role are we going to see more of the other markers where he's jacking up shots and I, I don't think that's going to be the case you know especially out of the gate right he has to set that foundation and we've certainly seen that so far for sure yeah i mean what is he taking five three pointers over the course of two games that's yeah i mean you know we're all counting but yeah that's about right yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's a first right. half for him some nights uh, you can see him I, almost like biting his tongue in some of those open looks. Like he wants to take it, but he's like, nope, staying with the program. You know, this is what we're doing sure. here. But I mean, it's not, I don't mean that in a bad way though. I, I I don't think it's one of those, like he regrets passing up these shots. He's, he's just, he's, he's signed up with this program. And, and I think it's something that, that that's the way you want to kick off the season for sure. Let's talk a little bit about Marcus, because I think that is an, a, a really good point that the, the shots that he's passed up and I've, I've watched him attack a closeout i've watched him pass up a shot where you know it's one of those catches where he could take that shot where the defender's yep. like maybe sort of giving him that high five on the way by he planted um, yeah or, you know, he could, yeah yeah like you have just enough time or but what he's done is he's he's tr- gone baseline and and tried to move the ball now sometimes he's tried to move the ball it's been a turnover sometimes it's been you know you got uh, a traveling call or or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, man. I you tell me if you disagree. I'd rather have Marcus do that now and 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 start to figure out like how to maneuver his way into yeah. a, a passing opportunity than just say, you know what, I'm just going to start taking these shots every time. Every shot that Marcus passes up and and drives and kicks or does something else, I think is. A, a good sign for the offense, and B, good leadership because he's executing Emeo Doka's plan. Yeah, for sure. And I also think it's going to be interesting to see how he how he goes about scoring, right? Because that open shot's going to be there for him. But it's going to be interesting to see how, how many times he goes inside because drawing defenses is going to be a huge part of this offense in terms of getting guys open look, you know, guys in the corner. Josh Richardson's, you know, Al, Je- uh, Al Jefferson, Al, Hor- Al Horford, you know, getting those open guys, those looks. But if you can be a, a, a threat on offense, you know, sort of like the – I used this the other night, and I, I guess I really aged myself, but I can't – maybe you can help me out with another kind of point guard, but, like, almost that Mark Jackson game, right? Sure, that, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll break you down a bit in the in the post. You know, I won't do it all the time, but if you give me that shot, you know, you catch me on the wrong mismatch, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Not to say, you know, give the ball to Marcus and clear out, but if he's able to add that part of his game – because I'm not quite sure what the exact percentage is, but I felt like attacks to the rims, those easy twos, he missed a handful of those last season, right? You know, I feel like those easy looks sort of, t- he took a dip a bit. And in and, and, and stretches when he was reluctant to do that or he settled for those jump shots, I mean, that's what sort of, you know, that's what sort of didn't help in, in the sense of the team moving the ball and getting guys better looks, get better opportunities. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, He's gonna continue to take those open threes when he when he knows it's right and and you know when the ball's flowing and he can step right into that shot and we know that he can make those. But I also gonna I also think he's gonna find other ways to be creative in terms of scoring and and, and finding those pockets where he can you know get his so to speak you know and and, and then revert back to being the uh, the distributor. Yeah, I, I think that I think Smart is on the right path 
mentally with what he needs to be offensively. Um, I know that he is is trying to improve. He, he told me uh, in an interview that I did that he wants to improve his assist to turnover ratio. It's a, it's a priority to him. And the the increased three point percentage is a priority to him. So he's he's going to I think and, and I think this comes from Emeo Doka. The message to to Marcus Smart is we can show you the film and probably half the time the three pointer that you take is going to be a three pointer that you can take at any point in the possession. Don't take it when you take it. Let the ball move. And then mm-hmm. it can come back to you, and later on, you can get that same shot. You, you're right. not like, yeah. and 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 Ime has said multiple times that, that good to great, giving up a good shot to get a great shot for your teammates. I think that is said somewhat with Marcus Smart in mind. Where last season or or prior seasons, even people would ask Marcus about certain shots. He's hey, I got a good shot. That was a good shot. I took a good yeah. shot. And and Ime's like, Mm-mm. okay, good. Sure, but we can get better than that. You can get a great, great shot. Shots. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, when you think about last season, you know, what was most frustrating about this offense was that it was not the fact that, you know, maybe Kemba wasn't always healthy and, you know, guys were in and out of the lineup, but it was also like you knew on, on you know, night in and night out basis that these guys can put together points, you know, and it was frustrating to see when the defense would collapse. It was you go and then I go. You go, then I go. You know, whether that was Tatum, Brown, and that third guy was on most nights, Marcus Smart. You know, Kemba Walker was out. He didn't come back until the later half of the season. You know, he was still banged up. And Marcus took it upon himself to take those shots, you know, to come up, you know, and, and try to put the team on his back at, in, in certain stretches. So, you know, now that I feel like the team is more well-balanced, you know, I, I feel like Brad Stevens went out and got guys that can they can sort of fit the criteria of getting up and down the floor. I mean, shit, we saw Al Horford. He outran someone that's like, he's like eight years his senior, you know, <laughs> on a fast break, you know, outlook, you know, passes, the, that, that kind of fast break approach that we didn't see a lot last year, you know. And I think Marcus is, is going to be a huge part of that, you know, the, the, the head of that. And, and um, he's going to hold people accountable as well, which will be very important this season. Back with more with Joe Sway coming up next. First, I got to tell you about Sweat Block, which is the answer to your excessive perspiration problem a doctor who had this problem created this product and he found out that it works for up to seven days it's basically it comes in a wipe you shower at night you put this on the problem areas you wipe it onto the problem areas get up in the morning you wash it off and you can get up to seven days of protection if you do not get sweat blocks uh protection then you get sweat blocks dry shirt guarantee your money back if it doesn't work. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for over 10 years. It's currently number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category. Google it. Look for the videos on YouTube if you want proof. Go to over 13,000 reviews on Amazon if you want proof. They are hiding nothing. So wear what you want to wear. Whatever color, don't worry about the sweat coming through. It's your little secret to confidence and put it in your toiletry bag. Your bag. You will really be happy that you did. Go to sweatblock.com right now. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off. Try it for 20% off. Again, money back guarantee if it doesn't work for you. Or if you want, you can pick some up at Amazon and CVS. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. 
Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Why don't you make the Lockdown NBA podcast your second listen, especially on Wednesdays where I co-host with Jake Madison of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. We'll be talking about Kyrie and and have uh, some uh, interesting analysis there and getting into a whole lot of other stuff across the NBA, rotating hosts on the Lockdown NBA podcast. So go ahead and make that your second listen of the day. Now let's continue the conversation with Joe Sway Pavone. Now, obviously, Mark is not playing in in the uh, Wednesday night preseason game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me let me pull up the the injury report here. Uh, oh, it is gets so worse. Tatum, Smart, Schroeder, Richardson all out resting. Jalen out with COVID. Al Horford out with COVID. Yeah. Like I I don't know if Al Horford is vaccinated, but I think he is, um, and I think Jalen is. So we're getting we're getting breakthrough cases here. So hopefully there's some mechanism there with a couple of a couple of uh negative tests we'll, we'll have to ask yeah. the coach uh what the prognosis is for al but we're going to get a look at some of these other guys in this this orlando preseason game that i don't know maybe maybe somebody steps up and earns a an end of bench role or a a two-way spot i mean is there anybody considering everybody that's out is there anybody that you're looking at that in, in one of those roles I mean, I feel like we haven't gotten a whole look at that. So I think this is going to be that game where we see those guys, right? The end of the oh, bench yeah. guys, you know, you know, uh, Sam Hosier. I, I still, I want to see more of him. You know, I, you know, guys like, you know, at the end of that bench that that could potentially steal that spot. I mean, if there was one guy in particular, I mean, probably Sam Hosier. I mean, again, I didn't see a yeah. whole lot of him outside of you know summer league. Um, I do think that he sort of fits that criteria of like, I can play a guy who could play multiple positions. But, you know, in the sense of someone that could really crack this lineup or this rotation, rather, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be any any big surprises. I, I mean, Hernan Gomez is an interesting um, – he's an interesting piece because, you know, heading into the season, he does provide a need in the sense of if he can be able to, you know, knock down those outside shots, run the floor, you know, I, I do think that there, there could be a spot for him in the rotation. But that's not a guy that I think is going to be, you know, in the bubble in the sense of, you know, uh, in line for a two-way contract. Right. Yeah. So. 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 Yeah. So. I mean, th- this will be an interesting matchup for, uh, or an interesting game for guys like that, like the Wanchos. I want to see. I, I. I don't put a lot of emphasis. I keep saying I don't put a lot of emphasis on the ball going in, but also I'd like to see some three pointers fall for Wancho just to yeah. you know confidence wise. Yeah. Um. I, I, I don't know. I'm looking down the list. Like, I'm not expecting much from Bruno Fernando or. Ryan Archdiakono or you know, the the Garrison Matthews can Garrison Matthews make a, a case for the the last spot and then does somebody else make the a two way or does Matthews get on the onto a two way and someone else get that last spot? Um, I'm very interested to see if anybody's going to be able to step up and show like, hey, you know, yeah. I, I want to roll on this team. Yeah, I really want to be yeah. uh, a member of the Celtics. But outside of that, we're not going to learn anything much more about the team because the whole team is out against Orlando. So we're going to have to wait for, for Miami to get any sense of that. Do you think not having Jalen and now Horford puts the Celtics behind? Um, a little bit, but I don't think in the grand scheme of things, you know, in, in a way it helps other guys to step up and, and give Eman an opportunity to see what other guys have in that front court, especially, you know, from Al's position. 
I mean, I just think the long term for someone like Al, it's going to be you have to monitor his minutes. I don't think it'll be a case where he's not playing the second night of back to backs. But I do think that, you know, he's a guy that you like what we're seeing right now, whatever happened in OKC, man, it was like he rejuvenated himself. He rejuvenated his game a bit. He, He was able to, you know, rest up. It was the first time he didn't go into the playoffs. He's played, some, you know, he's got so many playoff games under his belt. So I think all that helped him. But of course, you still have to maintain that sense of okay, you know, at the end of the day, if we're gonna, if this team's gonna make a deep playoff run, Al's gonna be a vital piece of that. And I do think that someone at his age, though he's not going to be asked to do the type of things that he was doing the last time he was here in Boston, you know, in the sense of being one of those top guys, which bodes well for the Celtics, but he's also going to be asked to, you know, have his legs, you know, and make sure that he's 100%. And someone like Ime Udoka coming from, you know, uh, Popovich and having that background with the Spurs, I, I think he's certainly a student of, of that, of that, you know, mindset of, you know, we rest our guys and time, you know, load management and all that. And, and you know, it's all about the playoffs. So, It'll be interesting to see for sure, you know, how, how things start out, you know, in the beginning. Horford, I, I looked it up as you were talking. His last actual NBA game before this preseason was on March 24th. So he didn't wow. play in at all in April or May. So he played 28 games with the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's that's going to be a lot of why he's rejuvenated. Al Horford is is – I wrote earlier this year about, hey, how much is Al Horford really going to give? Like, that's one of my questions that I, that I had coming into the season. And it turns out the answer is that Horford's going to give a lot. Yeah. I've talked on here about how much Adoka loves him, that, you know, he's he's definitely going to be a starter. I envision him as, as starting, coming out after a few minutes, then coming back in with Schroeder and kind of being paired with Schroeder until the final stretch. And then you figure yeah. out if Al's the right matchup down the stretch. But and and I'm assuming that Udoka will think that he will be, and and we'll see how that goes. But the importance of Al Horford has it's much higher than I thought it was going to. That I thought it was going to be coming in. You know, I didn't expect him to to when when they traded for him. I would just thought like, yep, Al's going to come off the bench and he's going to play 20 minutes and they're going to roll with whatever he's got left and it's going to he's yeah. going to be a nice piece off the bench. And maybe he gets traded again when they need to clear some salary. Now it's like he's going to be a starter. They're probably mm-hmm. going to name him captain. Like this, <laughs> all of a sudden, Al, it's like Al Horford is one of the most important players on this team, which is wild. Yeah, so. I just think it, I think again, it just shows how much they needed a guy like that last year. You know, yeah, who can true. move the ball. You know, get up and down the floor. And also, if you're Al Horford, I mean you weren't quite sure what the season was going to look like. So being back in the city, being back in the situation, you know, I think that in itself is just enough to, to rejuvenate on top of how he's been taking care of his body on top of how he's been training. So it's a, it's a great spot to be in. I, I mean, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I was thinking he's probably not, most likely not going to start, but going to be a guy who will finish games. And I think that still might be the, the, the case you know, uh, whether that means in the playoffs or just, you know, marquee matchups in general, you know, uh, depending on how he's doing. But, of course, Robert Williams has a lot of say in that. You know, does this double big thing, is it going to happen? Do I think it's going to work? I think it can work, you know, I, I at least to start things out, you know, and, and the, to start the season off and and, and the way that they're, they're able to move up and down the floor and, and the way someone like Rob Williams, you know, to, to have that anchor, the defensive anchor alongside 
you know, uh, someone like Al, I, I think I, I want to see what it looks like at least, you know, I, I don't know why everyone is so afraid of it, you know, especially after these first couple of uh, preseason games, but now we have to wait a bit, you know, we have to wait, uh, you know, with, with the news about Al and, and, and his diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're, we're kind of scarred around here with the double bigs, but the last time the double bigs worked was with Al. You're Wolf, one of those guys. Uh, you don't want that double big life. So, I was one of the guys that was kind of like, let the, let it try to work last year. Let it, because my whole thing was they never got an off season. They never got a, a training camp together. They, you know, Tristan Thompson came in hurt and they never got to play together in, and everything just got slammed together. So to me, the first two months of the, the regular season were still preseason. So I was like, no, it, I like, I, I acknowledge it sucked. But let's see if it can work. Let's see if they can make it better. So, but it never. It turns out Tristan Thompson was was a bigger problem than than I thought at the time. So, anyway, <laughs> there's no Tristan Thompson on this team, which means I think this has a better chance of working. Um, Al Horford is a much more reliable three point shooter, which helps. Rob is much more dynamic than Tristan, so that yeah. helps. You know, you're not going to get any. 12 dribble, you know, post-ups with, with Rob, that that's just yeah. not going to happen. I think if, if he started dribbling like four or five times, Udoka would call a timeout and go out and tackle Rob. If he tried to do that, he's going to know uh, better than that at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing though, John, those are two completely different double bigs, you know, I, yes, I mean, 100%. and especially someone like Robert, who's still progressing, you know, still finding his footing. This is like, man, talk about, uh, one thing that we didn't see coming, right? If you're someone like Robert Williams, who was just talking about Al Horford, you know, like a year ago at, at media or whenever the last media day was, you know, saying like, Hey, that's still, that, that was someone that really had an effect on me. And then a year later, boom, well, there he is, you know, right now he's there to literally help you and doesn't have to just send you text messages and, and, you know, you can keep them posted, you know? And I think, I just think that's a huge step in the right direction for someone like Rob. And I mean, you've seen him in the pressers, man, even he's more comfortable. Some people are like, man, Robert's, Robert's talking a lot of slang. I didn't know he had that much slang. I'm like, man, that's comfort, okay? Yeah. That's Robert Williams saying, look, I'm not just one of these young up-and-comers now. I'm, I'm trying to make a name for myself here, and I have a great opportunity to do that this season. Knock on wood, you know, barring any, you know, setbacks or, or injuries that's been that's been plaguing his, his entire career. That's a good point, that, that Rob does seem much more comfortable. Um, also, getting paid that much money probably helps. That's another thing I, sh- I should have led with that, yeah. But, but... <laughs> You know, having your buddy, you know, a familiar face next, yeah. next to you say, hey, man, you've you've come a long way. You know that that helps, too, John. You know? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Give me 30, 40 million dollars in my pocket. I'll make friends yep. with anybody. New house, <laughs> new house for the mom, you know, for That's his right. mom. First thing he did, like, you know, life's good right now. So, yeah, yeah. I guess he has a lot of reasons to. Uh, to, to no, to I'm, I'm happy for him. And you're right. You are right. Like the, all of that other stuff. Is, is certainly certainly something that helps as well. We're going to wrap up the show when we come back with Joe Sway talking about eh, maybe something we're not too impressed by, uh, Josh Richardson. That's coming up next. After I talk to you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, go on over to Built.com and see everything that they have. They have special flavors, but they have their core rotation of flavors like coconut and raspberry and double chocolate and salted caramel and cookies and cream i mean that's just some of their their base flavors and you can tell there's a lot of different flavor profiles there they're also 
healthy. These macros are amazing. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. You can't beat that. Check it out. Special flavors, special deals all the time on Built.com. They're the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and of NASCAR. So go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Every single time, no matter how many times you go, no matter what you buy, Locked 15 is going to work and get you 15% off your order at Built.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Let's kind of wrap it up with this. Just, just your general, is there anything that concerns you when you're looking at the first two games of the preseason, you know, the what's coming up, the, the schedule, the road, all of that stuff, as you watch this team right now, is there anything like when you come out of it and you go, okay, this, I don't know. Um, the one thing that's been, that's been at the back of my mind, but I'm still like, we still got to give it some time is Josh Richardson. Uh, he's been asked about it. He's talked about, you know, he's working on his shot and, you know, it just it just didn't look that great. It just looked really rusty. And, and I, I know, look, the whole three and D label. You, we're talking about the Miami days, right? That's that's a sort of what's been highlighted throughout the course of his career. That if he can revert to those numbers, that he can really be an asset for this team. And I agree with that. But at the same time, sure, his 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 what's going to put him on the floor, what's going to keep him, or at least for him to have a chance to, to start, is his defense, right? But those open shots, I do think is going to be something that this team needs. You know from him, you know, or from anyone really, you know, Peyton Pritchard is another guy that could emerge just because of that shooting alone. Like this team needs outside shooting consistently, you know, and, yeah. and I did, you know, some people sort of overlooked that move. I thought it was a good pickup. I still think it's a good pickup. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like dropping, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, the, 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 the world's ending for the Celtics, but I just think that's something that he's going to have to figure out, you know, within the, the, the first 10, 15 games of the regular season, we'll see where he's at you know, at that point. But that's one thing that's, that's, that sticks out to me. But, I mean, most of the other stuff has just been positives. Uh, Grant Williams coming back in shape. Looks like a different guy out there. Uh, Romeo, you know, a little little more of the same, but it's still encouraging to see, you know, him see, see that carryover from the summer league, right? Yeah. You know, so yep. we'll have to wait and see there, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I can think of right now. Uh, Neesmith, I'm, I'm still – waiting to see what he can show us, but that's to be expected. But I guess, long story short, I guess I expected, a, I, I thought Josh would, would impress me a little more than he has so far. I know it's really early, but it's something to keep an eye on, I guess, for now. I'm going to tell you, I, I completely agree. That's that's yeah. that's one spot where I've been just kind of like, mm, I don't know. I And I put this, I wrote 26.2 thoughts on Marathon Monday on the ah, Celtics and, and okay, tucked like in that. there. You like you that? Go. That's real creative, right? Um, <laughs> great day, by the way. Great day. Yeah, I mean, the, it was, the it was an awesome weather. day. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, between that and the the Red Sox and and all oh, of that, yeah. like, that what was a just weekend! Awesome. I was down um, there gentlemen, for for Game Three. Good time. But tucked into that was a. I don't think Miami Josh Richardson's coming back. Like I just after and it's only two preseason games, and so I get it. Yeah. I don't want to overreact negatively, just like I don't want to overreact positively. Right. But right. watching him out there and watching his jumper, I don't like his form. Like I've watched him play before, but you don't really pay that close attention to everything. I was watching him warm up, watch, and it's just like 
that is not a form that inspires kind of hope in me. It's a form <laughs> yeah. that makes me think it every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It doesn't make you think that guy could shoot 40% this year. Yeah. Right. 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 The, what, what it does makes me think like he's going to have like two or three games where he's like four for four, three for four, yeah. Yeah. three for five. And then he's going to go oh for six, oh for seven, two for two, two for, for, you know, two for six or whatever. Like yeah. it, he has a very streaky form to yeah. me where the arm is at a, like almost like a 45 degree angle as he's. Yes, it yes. That's the part that throws me off too. Right. Yeah. And then I felt like in the second game, he was putting the ball on the floor a bit. He did score in transition, you know, but that's just, again, like, I want to see those threes, man. Like, yeah. I just think that, that has to be some some sort some sort of uh, something that Eme can rely on, whether that means a couple threes a night, you know, something that, this, like you said, a couple threes a night, and then you have that one game where he, he drains four or five, you know, like, I don't know if that's going to be the case now, you know, and I don't know what that means for the Celtics' offense, but, uh, again, I just think outside shooting is something that's going to be, this team's going to be, you know, keeping an eye on that, and and maybe they maybe they get that down the road via trade. You know, maybe that's something that's in the cards, but we'll we'll, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think Richardson is is the guy that I'm most focused on. Is like I don't know. Um, I, and I think not, everyone. This isn't this isn't because of the extension though, right? I hope no, not. no. I'm I'm not even really thinking about money at all. I just okay, I yeah. look at him and I was like I was I was hoping that just watching that jump shot form up close. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh, okay. Uh, my my positive skew on, hey, what if we get that Miami, like you said? And it's like, uh, let's yeah. temper that. I think we're not. I don't think we're getting Miami Richardson this, back. I don't know what that was. Because you're you're a student of the game, John. That's why. All right, you saw that form, and you were like, that's not it. That is not, not the way coach used to tell me back in the day. You know? <laughs> no. And look, any I, coach for that matter. <laughs> right. And look, every. I always say basketball, jump shot, and a golf swing, the same exact thing. The only thing you need to do is replicate it exactly every time, and you'll be okay. So some guys do shoot like they come up with the elbow out, and they replicate as long as the release is square. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't even get totally square on his release. So I just don't – I'm just not 100% sold on it. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. Um, Especially another with thing, too, man. he's going to get a lot of open looks. So it's like, it almost looks like the more open he is, the uglier looks, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, last thing on the same note, I'm, I'm not saying I'm concerned about Robert Williams cause I'm not, but I do think I've been saying that he's got the most to learn. So I think he's probably yeah. a step behind like, you know, smart has been running point guard and some form for a while anyway. And he's, he's, I think he's somewhat comfortable there. Tatum and Brown are who they are. Al is who he is. Rob has been asked to switch and go out onto guards and, and, and really play a lot in the perimeter and slide a lot. And then he's had to play alongside another big with Al there. And, and that ball movement is a lot faster and he's got to play faster. I think right now, Robert Williams is, is maybe a step and a half behind where we want him to be. Do you, I don't yeah. know if you see that. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, man. I feel like a, some of it has to do with his fatigue, you know. I, I mean, maybe he's just not all the way up there like the other guys, you know. And mm. I'm not that's not to say that he wasn't showing up to those uh, pre-training camp workouts that they had. I don't know if he did or not. Maybe he did show, maybe he didn't. You know, 
either way, I, I thought he, he looked a little slow out there, a little sluggish. Um, I, he just He's going to need to get his legs a bit. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, the way he put the ball on the floor a bit. Kind of has like that little hook, you know, in the paint mm-hmm. type of uh, uh, drive to him. I like that. You know, I know Ime called him out a bit after the first game saying, you know, he thought he settled a bit with some of those jump shots. And he wants mm-hmm. to see more of that. He wants to see Robert taking it to the rim, taking it to the rim and get into the free throw line. So, yeah, but I'm with you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Honestly, I think I, I, I do. I mean, we've mm. seen it before. You know, preseason, just some people are just not – they're not quite there yet. They don't have the legs there, especially with the way that these guys have been running the floor on both ends, you know. So, but, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm just more thinking about the, the health for, from the health, health aspect, you know. Plus, he put on the extra, the extra muscle, which that's he needed to do. You know, yeah. he needed to do that. So, that's – he's getting used to that as well. But, um, yeah, I just feel like – in the past with, with, with big men and, you know, guys who've had issues when they put on muscle, this is sort of like that period where everyone's sort of like bites their tongues. Like you're walking on eggshells, like, because if everything goes well, these first two, three months, it's kind of like, okay, I think we're in the clear guys. I think, I yeah. think Robert's going to have a full or relatively healthy full season. So we'll have to wait and see by December. Hopefully there's nothing, you know, no banged up knees or, or yeah. ankle, uh, you know, ankle sprains. All right, we'll see. Uh, so Celtics play on uh, Wednesday night. Half yes. the Celtics play on Wednesday night. Then the then the real the real games come on. Yeah, right. Preseason finale in Miami on Friday, and then the Knicks next week. Be fun to see how this all pans out. Joe Sway, uh, very happy to have you back, man. Thank you, My man. Appreciate you, Kraus. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Season's starting back up again. You know, back to. Uh, masked up and you know having <laughs> dinners yeah, that's and right hopefully it's not like that again but either way i'll, I'll see you soon i guess is one, one of let, these games let me just tell you standing out there on the baseline we don't we don't have the same access to the sidelines and everything that we, right. we've had before but just standing out there in the baseline watching guys warm up and having my feet just on the court a little bit is just a dream come true. Oh, I just, man. Like, it's just so good to be like, yeah. oh, yes, thank you. The thank parquet, you, thank you. It's okay. I haven't had, it's been a while. It's been a while, John. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you said that, I just went through the motions of my head. I'm like, yeah, I haven't yeah. done that in a while. <laughs> yeah. You just get up close and you watch these guys warm up. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Just to see yeah. the routines that they go through and just stand there and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I belong like here. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, no, all right, man. Looking forward to seeing you. Absolutely, man. I'll see you soon, Corrales. Thank you once again to Joe Sway. Very uh, fun conversation. Always good to talk to Joe Sway. Very excited to see him in person at the Garden as the regular season comes on. Uh, Really want to thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen of the day. Why don't you make the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast your second listen? Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show in the world. I mean, that show is, is great. Tons of information that helps your fantasy team. So check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball everywhere podcasts exist and on YouTube. I'm coming back after the Celtics preseason game against Orlando. I will be breaking down whatever happens there, uh, even though half the team won't be playing. I'll still be talking about it here, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Ring that bell. Make sure you get notified whenever I drop a new video. Share your comments below the video. I really do enjoy going back and forth with some people. And share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.